Greetings, everyone. I'm excited to welcome Michelle Duval, founder and CEO at Fingerprint for Success, to the show today. Michelle, welcome. Thanks so much, Ben. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So let's dive in. Tell us a little bit about your background. I've got a bit of an unusual background. I'm a little bit later to being a tech founder. My first company was one of the first coaching firms in the world. When I say coaching firm, I mean executive coaching, business coaching. Back in the day when I started my first business, I would say I'm a coach and people would say, what sports team do you coach? And I went on to coach some extraordinary founders, creative artists, athletes, and ended up with a hypothesis that there was a whole lot of correlations between the mindsets of those founders who were hugely successful versus those who were failing. And so I set set out to do a quantitative study and off the back of the quantitative study, some of the founders in the research that we did were like, wow, we've got to make this data available. And so we were first to market with a people analytics platform that I ran as a, a side hustle. So that's how this business got launched. Oh, that's awesome. We'll dive into that. So you started, a, a, say, a services firm a long time ago yeah. in that, that coaching, you know, not just executives, but sound like athletes and just different areas, artists in that coaching area. And then using that knowledge and what's going on there, then created, tried to, I guess, productize all that, that knowledge that you gained over that time. Yeah, 100%. And in between my first business, I launched a, a second international business and that's become instrumental to the data that we developed. So we developed coaching psychology models and started to train professional coaches. We ended up training over 10,000 coaches in 60 different countries. And those linguistic models that we developed to train coaches has now trained the world's first artificial intelligent coach, which we've launched. Okay. So really on the service side, not only coach, just direct coaching of say founders and athletes, but also kind of that coach, the coaching program. So train coaches on, on, on your program. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, let's talk about fingerprint for success. Tell us a little bit about this. Is it a SaaS product, a data product? Tell us a little bit more about what the company does. Yeah. So we help you and teams to understand and bring out the best in each other. And so we're data and AI led, and basically you jump into the product, you take an assessment and we measure something that hasn't really been measured before, which is your cognitive biases or what you might call motivational traits at work. And so we're able to predict what you'll get energy out of, where you will thrive. We're then able to look at the dynamics between people at work and how they work together from just two people working together versus a whole team versus the whole culture of an organization. And armed with that insight about yourself and your team, you're then able to set some goals and work towards some outcomes as an individual or as a team. And that's when we launched 18 months ago, Coach Marley, the AI coach. Okay, Coach Marley is the AI coach. And so are you still with this platform coaching business executives, athletes? Is it any kind of still the same kind of philosophy as before? It could be creative artists founders, athletes, and also in teams? Yeah, we've got users now in 194 countries and they're from all walks of life. Most of our users work in some sort of high growth venture. 
So because we our first to market product was in the space specifically for startup teams and what you might call scaling up teams and innovation labs and so on. So we have accelerated programs around the world. VCs use our technology and introduce that to their startups. And so the majority of our users are in that space. Okay. Yeah, really interesting. And so what, how, what, how does the pricing model work with this? Is this like a pure SaaS subscription? Tell us a little bit more about the revenue streams. Around yeah, this. so we use a freemium user acquisition strategy. And so 99% of all of our users have been achieved through organic SEO search. Also, our platform is networked. So we have all those wonderful benefits of virality of other people inviting other people. And so people sign up for a free account and at a certain point, they have the opportunity to upgrade and then to go on to a subscription. And so we have a team subscription and also an enterprise subscription. So yeah, SaaS. Oh, and, and say yeah, I, I'm an employee at a company, I find your site, I sign up, I can sign up as an individual, it sounds like. And then do you have that expansion where that, that person may, hey, I'm gonna talk to HR, my people department, hey, look what I found, can we roll this out with, within my company? So do you see that expansion that way? Yeah, totally. I'll give you a bit of a case study of, of one of our customers. You might probably be familiar with a global startup that's out of Australia called Canva. And uh-huh. Canva started, they were one of our earliest adopters of our product. So they started when they just had 185 people in their company and two people in the company started utilizing it. They invited three more people and in that group happened to be the CEO and the COO. And they were like, wow, we want everybody in the company to have this. So they decided to launch it across the entire company. At that stage, it was 185 people. And they stopped in. That's very much Canvas culture. And, you know, Canvas full of data scientists and, and, and people who are, you know, traditionally quite skeptical about this human stuff. You know, we talk about soft skills. We like to call them human skills. And, you know, some people who've never worked in that space can be a little bit, you know, skeptical. But we had a 98% uptake and from then they added it to their onboarding program. And so every team member that joins Canva on their first day, they create their, you know, Atlassian Jira accounts and they also create their FRS account. Mm -hmm. And now they've got close to 3,000, I think, 100 people on FRS. So absolutely, it expands that way. Yeah, that's fantastic. And is this a platform where it's ongoing? It's not just one and done. Hey, here's your your guidance. And then they go take that and then they leave. Is it something that's just continuous coaching just over time as, as an employee in, at Canva, for example? Yeah, our thesis, Ben, is that you need insight about yourself and your teammates in the flow of your work. So we build out this really beautiful app that can be used both, you know, desktop and mobile. And certainly that's where a lot of people hang out inside the app, but we're progressively releasing integrations so that you can use it right where you're working. So we're super excited to have our Zoom app now in the Zoom store. And so while you're in Zoom, you're able to get data about the people that you're on the Zoom with to be able to make really erudite, efficient communication while you're in the Zoom. And, you know, we've got other integrations coming out in Google Calendar, mm-hmm. Gmail, Slack, you know, et cetera. So yeah, the, f- the flow of work is where you need the help. <laughs> so you need it when you need it. Yep. And when did you found Fingerprint for Success? 
Yeah, so our, our sort of MVP, that very first, you know, People Analytics came out. We took that into the market early 2017. We'd only raised like a tiny amount of seed capital and it was like a side hustle while I was mm -hmm. doing my coaching firm. And so 2019 is when we raised our first really meaningful funding. And so it's kind of the year that we started to 2020. We, we, we closed the funding actually in, in December 2019. <laughs> we were super excited to get our first little office. <laughs> I, was, I stepped back from, you know, the coaching firm fully and, and, and completely dived in. And we got into our first office two weeks before the pandemic really kicked off. So we never got to use the office, Ben. But 2020 was the year we really, really let out. Yeah, that seems to come up a lot of those stories of, yeah, right, did something right before the pandemic and then, yeah, just never <laughs> happened. So, and where is your comp, where, where is your company primarily located then? So we are a remote first team. And so we've got team members in New Zealand, in Australia, some in the US, some in the Philippines, some in Singapore, and even in Ireland. Okay, great. So all over the place. And then what's your current team size? Where today, I think we're 43 people. Okay. 43 staff. And then anything you want to share around your revenue size, ARR range currently? Yeah, so we're we're a pre-series A company. So we're super early in our game. And so we're we're getting close to our first 1 million in ARR. Oh, awesome. That's great. So close to 1 million ARR. And then interesting, tell tell us about your go-to-market motion. Who are, who are you trying to reach out to sell your product to? Are you I know you kind of eat the organic viral model, but then do you have any other motion where you're reaching out to training departments, HR, CEO? Tell us a little bit about your go-to-market motion. Yeah, our thesis is that the way that tools that help team members really needs to be revolutionized. So we believe that managers and leaders in organizations need to be empowered the same way they've been empowered with other SaaS tools. And so we very much, our, all of our user acquisition is getting a leader, a manager, they invite other team members or people who are job seeking, join our platform and then they invite other people. And our go-to market allows us with that product-led growth to be able to then move into expansion. So just recently, we've added two awesome people who have probably a people strategy background to be able to support with that expansion. And so we look for product qualified leads. We, we get fortunate to have a lot of those through our user acquisition strategy. And they're usually people who have embedded the tool to use with the team. And we reach out and we can support them. But what we're noticing is often a team will invite other people to their team, right? And then someone from that one team in that one organization is part of another team. And then they, they're like, wow, this tool was awesome. And then they invite another. So we've got several customers who are like, we've got three or four teams on the platform. So then when we go and do the expansion, talking to HR at that stage is a, is a pretty different conversation. So I love that because you hear a lot about PLG growth in theory, how it works, you know, people jumping on the PLG bandwagon. And it's been a while since, I don't know if I've interviewed a founder yet who mentioned PQLs or product qualified leads. So tell me, what is that trigger? What do you see in usage and product usage that tells you, you know, that this PQL pops up, that we're ready to mm -hmm. then maybe reach out to this, this user or customer? Yeah, so, you know, our, our, our first North Star metric was monthly active users. And then as soon as we launched the AI coach, the way that Coach Marley works is, is you do two coaching sessions with Marley. We were delighted to learn this last week that we've clocked 48,000 
autonomous coaching sessions with Marley in the last 18 months. And each one of those coaching sessions is 21 minutes of just pure AI coaching in duration. So that's a clue to someone who's really engaged with the product. So that's on the personal and professional development side. On the teaming side, we see people inviting more team members to the platform, logging in more frequently. So our North Star metric is now our weekly active users. And with all of the integrations that we're leaning into, daily active users will become another crucial metric. We're not quite at that point yet, but that's where we're leaning in on. So as soon as we start to see that level of activity, particularly those people who invite other users, I'm a real fan of Andrew Chen's work in his book, The Cold Start. And that's an awesome attempt at being able to codify some of the, you know, networked growth strategies of companies similar to ours. And that... Andrew postulates the concept of a hard side of the network. And so for that, for us, the hard side of the network is someone who is a team leader, a supervisor, someone who invites someone into the platform as a team. That's great. I'm in SaaS Utopia right now with, with what you just explained. That was awesome. I love that. So that's great. And let's talk about capital. So you mentioned the seed round and made more significant rounds, and it sounds like you just raised you know, additional capital recently. So what, what's total capital raised to date now? Yeah, we've raised 9.2 million. That's USD. So in, in, okay. in sorry, in AUD, but in USD, that'd be around 6.5 USD. Mm-hmm. So we've been fortunate to have some really awesome angels get behind us really early on. And we took in our first US venture capital from Salesforce Ventures. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So Salesforce Ventures. And so what it's, we're, how many raises was that? Sound like that was at least two or three raises to get to that 6.5 yeah, USD. That, that, yeah. Okay. And then what, what were those triggers or milestones that you saw that said we're raising ready for that next raise of capital? Well, because we've chosen to heavily lean into our thesis around really disrupting the way that technology such as ours is adopted in an organization. We really need to validate our go-to market in terms of, like you just lent in on, how does expansion work? But for the type of platform we are, user growth and being able to have a user growth engine that operates at that level, you know, we had 300% year-on-year growth last year and the year before, and we needed to validate that the freemium user acquisition strategy, how that converts into expansion. And so we just started to lean into that and we wanted to do it through the product. So we haven't raised that much capital for the amount of product that we've built. So it's been a juggle, (laughs) juggling, validating the growth while getting the product out at the same time. So the milestones have been, you know, user acquisition engine and then the expansion engine. Okay, interesting. And then for the other SaaS founders listening right now, any tips or tricks, lessons learned in, in your fundraising process to date? Yeah, I've got two lenses for fundraising. One is I've had the privilege of coaching some of the world's most successful founders, founders who've had multi-billion dollar exits, multi-hundred million dollar exits. And I've sat as a coach with them as they've been going through their fundraising. And then I've had, you know, over the last few years, my own fundraising journey. And I think, you know, finding people who deeply understand your product is a really important factor. And I naively assumed that investors deeply understand product-led growth. (laughs) And what I've learned is that most investors deeply understand top-down SaaS. 
and some some have some extraordinary experiences if they've worked deeply and got in on companies like Miro or Canva or whatever, but those are less than the amount of other investors. And so I think understanding investors and, and understanding how they think about the, the go-to-market motion, I think is a crucial factor in the capital raise to find that right fit. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. So you're saying you know, maybe if, you know, maybe they speak the SaaS language, but maybe they're used to that outbound sales motion and SDRs and calling up and emailing. But if they don't really understand your PLG motion, maybe their playbook is not going to fit with your thesis and how you're going to grow your company. Yeah. And a really great example of that is that it's OpenView have some really nice research on product-led growth and mm-hmm. not if anyone, I'm not sure if anyone's reading their blogs and so on, but mm-hmm. they've done some research and they've found that those who use PLG, have, it, it takes much longer to get to your first 10 million in ARR, but because of the incredible cumulative effects, you know, you get that really incredible upswell Whereas if you're doing a top-down SaaS motion, the speed that you get to your first 10 million in ARR is going to be much, much more rapid. And so if, if, for example, you don't understand that as a founder and you're talking to investors who don't understand that, you're going to be in a, a world of pain trying to convince people on the value of PLG and you could have the best metrics and you'll know this, Ben, you could have the best metrics, right? And, and I think the biggest thing, and just to, to, to your listeners, that I've learned from all the founders I've coached, but my own journey is if you don't know what are the magic metrics that drive your business, you're going to be shooting in the dark and you're also not going to be able to sell the incredible achievements that your business is achieving. So understanding your metrics, particularly in any form of SaaS, I think is one of the most crucial things in a, in, in a funding cycle that you need to be across and how to benchmark. So anyone who's doing benchmarking on PLG, particularly for us, so you can see how you compare across is super important. That's great. Love that. Love that, that insight. So a lot going on there. So what's next, new and exciting that's coming up for Fingerprint for Success? Is really leaning into the flow of work and helping our users to gain the value of those insights. So being able to understand your teammate right where you're doing the work with them. So that's the, the most crucial thing for us as we continue to really lean in. We've been in generative AI, you know, for the last two and a half years. We were first to market with what we built with Coach Marley. And it's very exciting that the world is starting to see the power of, you know, conversational generative AI. When we first launched Marley, people said to us, I'm not going to talk to a bot. People's experiences were terrible customer, you know, success, you know, customer support. And you talk to a bot and you'd be bloody swearing at it. Um, and so <laughs> today people are sitting up in their bedrooms talking to chat GPT and love the idea of chatting to a bot. So it's a very exciting time. Our deep mission is to be able to make human development accessible and available to everybody. And we're at an era and a time where that's really becoming possible. That's great. And just one more question before we wrap up. And I think earlier you said something about maybe investors deeply understanding your product and you know, in the fundraising process, working with investors, did you find that that was important that they, you know, you've got AI embedded in your product, that they understand AI, they understand, say, the coaching business and that that type of company versus, say, a, a CRM company? A hundred percent, Ben. And, you know, 
human development is probably one of the most crucial things that a company deals with. You can have the best productivity tools, you know, that you onboard into your company, but it's usually poor communication or something similar that breaks down teams, right? And so everyone knows they need this, but not everyone knows about the soft human skills. And so working with VCs who understand your space and who have visionary ideas about the future, you know, a lot of VCs suggest that they do, but they usually do in their niche, right? And so finding people who are visionary in an area, I think is a crucial part of your DD when you're looking for the right partners. Yeah, great, great insight there. Really appreciate that. So really appreciate you sharing your experience today, what the company does, and it sounds like an amazing platform. So if listeners would like to learn more about Fingerprint for Success, where should we, should we send them online? You should just go to f4s.com. So that's F for Freddie, for the number, S for sugar.com, and you can get started for free. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So that PLG motion and premium motion. So check out f 4 scom to check out more about what Michelle's doing and what Fingerprint for Success is doing. So Michelle, really appreciate your time today and sharing your experience. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ben.